Hey, podcaster. Meet Acast. We're the top independent podcast network for creators in the know. We empower you to develop your podcast idea, find your audience, and grow listener relationships wherever those listeners are. You'll also find a whole range of ways to make money, from membership plans for paying fans to our fully curated and creative advertising experience. Visit acast.com network to find out more. Acast. For the stories. Hey, podcaster. Meet Acast. We're the top independent podcast network for creators in the know. We empower you to develop your podcast idea, find your audience, and grow listener relationships wherever those listeners are. You'll also find a whole range of ways to make money, from membership plans for paying fans to our fully curated and creative advertising experience. Visit acast.com network to find out more. Acast. For the stories. You're listening to Fucks Given, the one with me, Florence. Welcome to Fucks Given. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And we are on a mission to revolutionise the sex space, break down barriers and give the lowdown on all things sexy. Every week, we will welcome a special guest to share with us their juicy details about their best fucks, worst fucks, or even the fucks that changed them. And we'll also hear your guys' sex questions and your worst sex stories. We're all about celebrating your sex. We're removing the stigma around the whole number bullshit. No matter how many people you've slept with, the number never matters because the fucks given are the fucks that made us. Oh my God, Florence, I've always wanted to have you as a guest on our podcast. I have always wanted to be on this podcast. I listen to it every single week. I'm like (laughs) the biggest fan. Are you? Yeah. Well, the reason we're doing this podcast today is that you lovely listeners have been also asking to hear our fuck stories. Yeah, it's our special episode for you. Yeah, And we've kind of answered it a little bit on our YouTube channel, but this is direct in your ear holes for you lovely podcast listeners. So that you can plug in, listen to us whilst you're in the bath, whilst you're on your commute. I feel like our podcasts have um, a different... I I feel like people here probably don't even watch our YouTube channel. Yeah, definitely not. Although, we're nearly at 100,000 subscribers, so someone's fucking watching. Oh, yeah. That's a good point, Reid. (laughs) For anyone out there that is not subscribed to our YouTube channel, please click on Come Curious at YouTube and subscribe. All right, a little shameless plug. <laughs> this is this whole episode's going to be shamelessly plugging ourselves with butt plugs. With butt plugs. Right. I've not actually used a butt plug before. Have you not? No. Not once? No, um, basically I got a free one and it was way too big to fit in. To be fair, I've got a big butt plug. I tried lubing it up and sticking it in and it got like an inch in. It was so big. (laughs) Like, no, 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 no more, no more, please. But then I was still like, having it that far in was like pleasurable enough and I came. Oh, really? It was just like whilst I was masturbating one time, I was like, "Uh, why don't I just stick something up a bum a bit? Was it one of the ones that like jeweled like bedazzled jeweled and no it was one of those really like grotesque just black ones that oh, are, like, yeah yeah really bad unattractive. silicon yeah bad <laughs> silicon 
<laughs> the ones that smell really bad. You're like, am I going to put this inside me? Yeah. What chemicals have been Probably didn't me? even wash it before. Shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you should always wash your sex toys before you use them when they're in the packaging. But I definitely don't. I never, I don't think I've ever once washed You're my You're always sex like toys. so excited to yeah. rip them open and stick them in you. <laughs> I remember being, you know, like back in the day where you'd order it online. And I, I swear I would nearly die in those days waiting for it to come to my mum's house. <laughs> and I'd be panicking and I'm like, oh my God, it's going to arrive. And my mum's going to be like, so what did you get? And I was trying to think of a lie to figure out what to say like yeah just pause and stop of a bb i don't know man <laughs> yeah too excited definitely found the packaging on the floor anyway this podcast is about you florence yeah it's about me who am i <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are um, my name is Florence and I have a podcast called Fucks Given. I also have a YouTube channel called Come Curious. No, and no way. On the side, I am actually a film director, which no one knows. You know, it's a secret. No one knows. It's the embarrassing part of your life. Yeah. And we also direct porn. <laughs> we do. Yeah. And we're going to be directing a new one very soon when I go freelance, yeah. which is really exciting. Actually, that's really exciting news. I'm going freelance. I'm we're going to be able to put way more time into this podcast into come curious so really exciting things are going to start happening soon yeah man shit is going down there is so much good stuff planned i cannot wait we cannot wait fuck number one the last fuck I actually had such a good last fuck. Oh. It had been like a little while, like maybe even three weeks. Oh, crazy. shit. Whoa. Crazy. Oh, my God. Um, it was on Saturday, Saturday morning. So specific. So specific. <laughs> and I literally just woke up, got out of bed, came and stumbled across my partner, my boyfriend in the hallway. We had a little hug. In the hallway as well? Yeah, in the Stumble. hallway. Um, and we hugged each other and you know, you just get that vibe of each other and you're just like, we need to have sex <laughs> right, do this. right now. So I dragged him back to the bedroom and we fucked in the bed. And what was like special about this was that he got the um, doxy involved, like right at the end. And I just he had- He did? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, which is, doesn't usually happen. Um, and well, first of all, it was a bit scary because you know when you press <laughs> press the uh, button down too long, yeah. it does that pulsating thing and it's like, yeah. and I'm like, oh my God, no, just press it once. <laughs> so there was a little bit of a hiccup there, but then, then fine it was turned on <laughs> it was working that sounds amazing and it was just like really hot you know he was like in a really hot situation and I, he was like looking at me funny and i was just like funny what, what? And he was just like it's just so hot oh. i was like oh this is nice i was like you, you look hot too i don't think he even said that i was thinking in my head <laughs> you look hot too and i just had the most tremendous orgasm you know when you just feel like you're so full like, I don't know what it is about the orgasm. You just feel like you're filling up completely and everything's swelling and like contracting at once. And then suddenly you're just like, it almost the orgasm's like pushing the penis out. It's oh my that God, big. yeah, yeah, yeah. Your vagina's like, get out. Yeah, it's like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. That does sound magical. It was magical. Yeah. And then, I don't know, it was just like really nice. And then I have this weird thing where apparently my boyfriend told me this later in the day and you used the like, w word 
like the what the weird the word. oh yeah but you know we all know what it really means yeah, we're trying really hard we're not really to use the weird word nothing's weird nothing's weird but it's an easy way to describe things yeah no things are weird yeah Maybe we should just abolish that yeah yeah um <laughs> what was i gonna say oh yeah i have a weird thing apparently where if i have sex in the morning like clockwork i'm horny in the evening huh and i started feeling that actually yeah the more i have sex the more horny i am and the more sex i want oh it Whereas must be like if there's a dry spell i'm not like gagging for it it must be like um you know how men the more they wank the more testosterone and all the chemicals are made it must be the same for women yeah because your your body's just creating all those chemicals and yeah. it's like a surplus of of chems and like and it's probably also like you need to have babies now constantly our uterus oh my is God, like yeah have babies especially since i came off the pill i've not been on the pill for a year now and ever since my body is just like constantly trying to get me pregnant yeah it's like <laughs> all, all you want is to get pregnant florence yeah well, that's... Um, but also i have a weird fetish to do with getting pregnant you do like yeah i honestly just like when I'm in the act of it, I'm just like, please come, come in me, come in me. Make like, me I need fucking it. pregnant. <laughs> and yeah, that's dangerous that as well. It's really dangerous and not very safe. Um, yeah, well, I don't really think that sex is a that. risk anyway. It's all. I mean, sex is always a risk. Like even if you're on the birth control pill, there is always a slight risk. Yeah, yeah. And I know two people that have had been preggers while on the pill really yeah man like that fucking like what two percent that goddamn one That's little sperm crazy. wiggled through and got in there yeah we, and you know why it's so crazy is that <laughs> we actually are only fertile for like maybe two days of the month yeah maybe even less mm. and even on the pill that's crazy it blows my mind you must have to be like you've I have like fucking stallion spunk and like the most fertile uterus <laughs> yeah just for that but I mean, it's the same with condoms. Condoms can split, they're not as safe. But obviously the pill is one of the best contraceptions out yeah. there. It's a weird conversation because I came off the pill for a reason. I was on it for 10 years. Yeah. And I suddenly started feeling like, what, I've been putting this weird, like I've been putting these weird hormones into my body for 10 years of my life. And there's been scientific research to say that like it's not good for you mm. there are so many side effects everyone has that weird moment where they're like oh my god i've been i don't know what my body is like without this exactly and it was different as well since mm. since i came off it i turned out to be way more horny off it which is dangerous yeah, that is dangerous very yeah. dangerous yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so so dangerous but then there's so much for and against research i i don't because i've heard so many different things about the pill and that that the more you have the pill, the better it is for cervical cancer. Like I've been recommended taking my pill packet three, three, was it three months in a row? Yeah. So not having a period. And that's better for me, especially for people with endometriosis yeah. well, as well. There was that whole thing about the gap in the pill packet, like the seven day gap after you finish packet yeah. being something that the Pope made them do. Oh my God, stop. Yeah, no, for real. That god had to see women have periods so <laughs> that was one of the reasons why you had to have a period in between each pill packet fuck man and that, that, that's that's mad the, like contraception is fucking mad yeah i cannot wait 
for male contraception to come out where they have to, I think it's like a pill or injection or something. Yeah. And it kind of like deads their sperm for two days or something. Yeah. I cannot wait to speak to somebody who's going to try that. Yeah. I, I just want to say as well, I only came off the pill because I am 28 and I've been with my partner for four years. And if I did get pregnant, it would not be the end of the world. Like if I wouldn't have come off the pill, for any uh, any other reason and also i came off it for health reasons yeah because i had an underactive thyroid mm-hmm. and that's all to do with hormones so i was just like i just need to delete all the extra delete. hormones in the body <laughs> fuck two the first fuck oh the virginity stories <laughs> um i lost my virginity when i was 15 to a boyfriend um it wasn't really that like exciting to be honest i feel like i've told this story so many times on our youtube channel yeah it is the one we say a lot i was basically gagging for it i was gagging for it for like i was gagging for it for like a not a few years like I don't know. I don't. I it, think it, a few years, man. It, it seems I was really weird because, I, yeah, exactly. I'm, but then when I'm like, I can't have been horny at twelve. It feels wrong, but I think we just are. I think we yeah. are just fucking horny. At, yeah, like, at the used, age of eleven, twelve. I used to sit on like the phone to guys at night when I was <laughs> at school, like up until like four a.m. just talking about sex. Yeah, and like there'd be gu- like there was one guy that I'd just be like, oh, so how do you do you finger yourself? And I was like, yeah. I mean, like, how do you masturbate? Do you do you insert your fingers or do you do some like rubby thing? Rubby thing. And I was like, I actually said that I fingered myself because I was like, oh no, the rubby thing's embarrassing. Yeah. No one knows knows what that is. Yeah. And I I told you about my weird masturbation technique in another episode, so you'll have to go and find that. Oh yeah, it's like a little Easter egg. (laughs) Yes. Um. But anyway, the virginity was. We basically planned it um, whilst my parents were away on holiday. I think they were in Paris. Mm. Um, So he came over and we just got naked in my little bedroom. How long had you been with him? Um, I think about six months. Uh And we'd done a lot of dry humping before that. And he'd eaten me out a lot. And I okay, hadn't really yeah. gone down on him that much. It was very one-sided. <laughs> so selfish. I don't like, and when I think back at that, I'm just like, wow, how was he so cool as to go down on me all the time? I also had a massive bush. I didn't know <laughs> that people shaved down there, but he like would be happy to go down there, even though literally I would look at when I was that age, I'd look at my vagina, my vulva area, and just be like, ew. Yeah. This is this. Oh. This looks so gross, especially like with all the pubes. Like I thought it was horrific when I looked in the mirror. So I was like, why the (laughs) hell? Horrific, like a massacre. Why the hell would someone want to go down there and lick? But it felt good, so I didn't protest. He was a good boy. He was a very good boy. (laughs) You know what? He played the trumpet or and the saxophone so okay maybe, i thought you meant they, on your pussy no 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 so maybe that's why he was so good at oral sex maybe. because he was <laughs> please tell us guys if you know if they if they do um well what what's it called wind instruments um so the virginity story is super simple we just slipped a condom on mm-hmm. and he 
Went at me for... It was a missionary. <laughs> Went at me. That's horrible. It was very soft and tender. Okay. Very soft. Very slow. Inserting very slow. And it hurt a little bit, to be honest. As in I, hurt or uncomfortable? Um, there was like a little a little bit of pain. Mm. And no, no bleeding or anything. Mm. And just a little bit sore. And uncomfortable yeah it's probably because we're dry as well like we're so yes. nervous when we lose oh, our virginity yeah. there's 100%, no wetness 100 percent. i don't think i was wet yeah and yeah it just kind of I, I don't think it lasted very long and i don't even know if he came <laughs> but afterwards even though it didn't even feel that good i felt so accomplished like, which is weird because you're not really supposed to feel like huh i'm a different i'm a new person now. i literally did though like he actually the weird thing about our virginity as well is that so we had sex there mm-hmm. on the bed and then we were like okay let's get in the shower and like freshen up and we had sex in the shower again yeah that's amazing like immediately and then that was better it felt better the second time it felt like i'd loosened up a little bit probably relaxed yeah Definitely. yeah exactly because the nerves wouldn't have been there anymore and i was just excited to do it again yeah. because once you know when you pop a pringles jar pop a pringles can you just can't stop can you ah! so <laughs> that was like me with sex apart from the fact that it only ever happened those two times in that whole entire relationship and i'm not sour about it at all well clearly not <laughs> how long were you with, with with them afterwards another five months fucking hell and you I only know. had sex that's those two times and then yeah. that was it fuck I, it, yeah it does make me wonder mm. but um, I mean that's not wrong maybe I've, he just wasn't yeah, the very only person I feel or... like I spoke about this in our previous episode mm-hmm. or the one before that that I feel like maybe I pressured him into it and then afterwards yeah. he was like actually no this isn't I'm not ready because he was also a year younger than me mm. in the year younger I would love to speak to him now and find out like, yeah. and find out what his thoughts were or if it was something he wanted to do or whether he did it and then hated it or whether or not he's a different person now. Fuck three. The best fuck. The best time. Um, I don't know why I had to say that in my podcast voice. Like yeah, I was introducing it? the segment. You're so, so ready for it. <laughs> Um, my best time was the first time with my current partner, with my boyfriend, oh. obviously. Loser. <laughs> no, mine's the same. Is <laughs> when you like find your perfect person and you finally get to have sex, even though, I mean, we didn't really wait very long. It was on the second day. Ah, but, <laughs> but still. <laughs> hey, didn't you sleep with yours on the first yeah, day? Yeah, man. I am self-proclaimed slut. Yeah. Well, weirdly, I'm glad that I waited until the second date. Are you? Yeah, but only... But I don't know what it was. It was something to do with like the respect there between mm. us. Because after our first date, I was so ready to go back to his. Yeah. So ready. And the fact that he was like, no let's let's wait it made it feel like he wasn't going to take advantage of me and that he knew that it was going to be serious and that he wanted to like take his time and like not just like do it half-heartedly when we were drunk yeah that is a good point having sex when you're 
on the first day you are often a lot intoxicated you yeah. kind of you want to savor the moment yeah and i think yeah. we've spoken about sex quite a bit on um the dating app and on whatsapp beforehand <laughs> always so i think that he wanted to prepare and so when it did actually happen it like everything was kind of like happening right like he had the right music on <laughs> it was like music. the right mu- mood mood um mute. so we went out for like a couple of drinks before and then went back to his and it was just one of those moments where you get back inside the apartment and you're immediately just like making out in the middle of the room yeah yeah because you're just like that's so thirsty for each other thirsty yeah like ripping each other's clothes off like go to the bedroom literally and then you know when you're kind of just like walking backwards with each other like towards the bed area yeah and then we were doing that and he sort of pushed me up against the wall Mm. and I just remember being like oh wow (laughs) Wow. And then and then after making out against the wall, he threw me down onto the bed Mate. and went down on me for like half an hour. It's not hot. even kidding. And usually I was I was used to um good cunnilingus involving mm-hmm. fingers as well. Mm-hmm. And he was amazing without even using fingers. And I was just in shock. I was like, <laughs> how are you like making me feel this good and not even using fingers at the same time? And I feel like it's always a keeper. If the guy goes down on you, like before you even have sex and before you even do anything with him. I don't even think I went down on him the first time we had sex. That's probably why I loved it so much. Uh, Yeah, this is perfect. (laughs) And there is a reason why we have been with our partners for so long. Yeah, 100%. Like the connection, the chemistry, everything was unreal. Mm. So I feel like the first time with your partner, if you have that, it's always going to be one of your best times. But then I do feel like I've had I've had good times with with partners that I've never seen again. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I've so had good fucks with other people. You never really know. It is to be honest, like it is a hard decision because obviously we've had many other good fucks as well. Mm-hmm. But Luck of the draw. I feel like when I think of best, it's like memorable as well. So it has to be like the memory of it combined with how good it felt yeah because i don't even know how much rest of the rest of that fuck i really remember like it was a long time ago it was over four years ago i was gonna say so did he penetrate yes yeah 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 he did (laughs) gagging for it yeah um yeah he did penetrate and it was amazing Mm, because it isn't just about the fuck it is literally the whole experience the lead up the build up the the yeah the, the fuck I'm all about like the tension and the chemistry Mm. and the connection because that's what sex is all about. I don't know if I, I I probably came when he was going down on me, but I don't know if I came through penetration. It's hard. I find it really hard to especially G-spot come. Yeah. Literally I can come most of the time, but definitely with a toy. If I had a vibrator, 100% it's gonna happen. If I'm with my fingers, sometimes it just feels a bit numb when I'm doing it with my fingers. Oh my God, it is so hard. It's like your clitoris is not connected and you're like mm-hmm. strumming as hard as you fucking can as well. You're like, please, exactly. Come. But I think it's I think it's about the fact that if you're holding a vibrator, it's not you personally touching your clitoris. Mm. And there's something about you, hold, like you moving your hand that much to make it happen, connect something in your brain. And it's like, you're thinking too much about the motion 
to feel the pleasure. Yeah, it is confusing because you're feeling so much down there at once. I always feel like sometimes your brain gets confused between clitoral pressure, ple- pleasure and penetration pleasure. And I think it also depends on where your brain's at. Because sometimes you use a toy and you feel nothing. G-spot orgasming is really hard. It is. It takes... I think it's really, really hard. I feel like it. for, for most people, I've heard that it takes almost like months and years of practice with the same partner mm. to really get it. Yeah. And I never really believed that until, well, experienced it myself. I find it years. so confusing as well, confusing. especially because of my first ever partner, mm. which like literally I came every single time we ever fucked. We never did clitoral stimulation because I had no idea what it was back then. That's crazy. It's so interesting how our body works. Yeah. Crazy. I don't know whether it's because I was 18 mm. and super, super like horny and like in that prime like time or like I feel like it was just like his penis must have been like hitting exactly the right spot it was like exactly the right angle or something Mm. but then I think also maybe because I was so new to sex back then I didn't have all those like preconceptions about not coming I didn't know that there was an option not to come I just thought that like all sex was supposed to be pleasurable and there was a climax at the end of it so I never like had that pressure on myself to orgasm it just always happened whereas now like having sex with other people there's like way more things on your mind isn't there so much pressure as well Mm. pressure to perform well and to come and if you don't come then it's a bad fuck which is total bullshit and now now we're not at school now we're not at uni we have way more things on our mind yeah like life gets in the way you're literally like having sex and you're like oh my god i need to do my washing oh fuck i've got this work to do tomorrow (laughs) and like the anxieties that we have as as adults (laughs) fuck number four the worst fuck My worst story, I do want to say kind of negative one. Mm-hmm. Please, we need to hear it. Yeah, I just feel like it's a good, it's good to chat about them. Um, so I had a friend, if you can really call him that. So I met him on a dating app. I met him on OkCupid. I was a massive OkCupider. I don't know if that still, still exists. No one uses it. Everyone's using Hinge now. Yeah, Hinge. Or <laughs> Never Tinder. heard of Hinge um, back in that day. Um, so yeah, we met on a date. So I guess there were kind of like it was always started off on that foot. Um, we had a an okay day. He bought me a lot of drinks. I got very drunk and ended up back at his house fucking on the sofa um I was not attracted to him at all and I knew that like as soon as he came into the bar Mm. like um but he was like an easy guy to chat with and we did have like fun Mm -hmm. so drunk me was like well I'll I'll fuck him because I wanted to fuck yeah I mean that's Mm -hmm. what I was doing at that time in my life I was literally going on dates and fucking people um but then, so after that, we we stayed in touch, but I made it very clear that I just wanted to be friends. Um, I definitely said that to him like repeatedly, that look, it didn't work out like this, but I really like you as a friend. So let's like continue hanging out and doing other stuff. Um, we didn't really hang out that much as friends, to be honest. Um, I didn't see him that often. I'd see him out sometimes. Um, I think we went, 
met other friends like a couple of times um and then there was a situation where i i was going to um stockholm film festival i wanted to go and i didn't have anyone to go with Mm. so i was like oh he likes films that sort of like arty film type so i was like why don't i invite him and he's I a think, friend as well which yeah, is exactly. complicated and grey area I thought like we'd made it very clear that we were just friends so mm-hmm. that that would be fine inviting him on a trip to Stockholm but I think maybe in his mind he was like oh we're going to be staying together Yeah, like stuff could happen Date. we definitely. ended up arguing so much on that trip just because we obviously both had very dif- different ideas of what it was going to be uh, that's um, horrible I don't I can't really remember much from it I just remember being annoyed at him like quite frequently Mm -hmm. and him kind of like avoiding me and like oh he was like oh I need to work and I'll be like okay I'm just gonna go see this film then and like we do different things in the daytime which is just odd um but anyway this was just like a random other time I don't know why I'm telling you this part of the story I'm always (laughs) so long-winded um but anyway um maybe like a year later or half a year later I was working at a pub and I wanted to go out and have drinks after my shift wait so, why did you talk about Stockholm I thought we were leading into I'm just like leading I guess I'm like setting a precedent for like what our friendship was is that we hadn't really done anything since that first time mm-hmm. but he possibly wanted to yeah um so yeah one day one night I invited him and my other best friend out for drinks and we got absolutely bladdered. Mm-hmm. He was buying me and my friend a lot of drinks. Already like, sus. He, he like, was buying the drinks. Uh, I wasn't buying the drinks. He was buying the drinks. We ended up around like loads of different bars around town. Like my pub that I worked at was almost in Hove, and we ended up in Kemp Town in Brighton, mm. like which is like the complete other side. So I don't even know how we got there. Um, I remember like blurring blurry visions of like getting into a taxi um and the next thing i know i wake up in the morning in my own bed in my parents house um with him on top of me Uh. with his penis inside me fucking me uh Mm -hmm. scum yeah so he even though he knew that i was not interested in him sexually and i told him repeatedly that we were just friends he fed me enough alcohol to get me drunk enough to take me all the way back to my parents house and dive in my bed with me Uh, like i won't even know the fucking process of like oh yeah i'll take you home oh maybe i'll stay the night like how manipulative you should never do that to a drunk young girl i was young as well like i was 22 yeah you should know if you're if there is someone drunk you do not fuck them yeah it is the smart thing to do but it was kind of like a weird situation in the morning because i was kind of like a bit of a deer in the headlights Mm. like i didn't feel like i could push him off or say no because i was i just felt like i was stuck in the situation that's horrible and that like the easiest thing to do was just to sort of like get it over and done with mm-hmm. and i remember just him... make it easy so he leaves yeah mm. I'm, i remember him leaving and i was super embarrassed because obviously my parents knew that he was there mm-hmm. and i had no idea what had happened like from like getting home that night to getting into my bed like i don't yeah. know what we, we were allowed i don't know what happened i don't know what we were doing um and i just remember being really embarrassed that he was there like so embarrassed um and then 
just like completely disgusted at myself. Yeah. Like I remember sitting in my room just feeling most like gross. Yeah. Well, you, um, I mean, that is the R word. Like you have been forced upon. Yeah. And you've also not been taught properly that you're allowed to say no and you're allowed to yeah. speak up about it. I was very confused about what had happened and like wh- whether it was consensual. I was just like, what? He knew that I didn't want to fuck, but he forced himself on me mm. basically. Um, and then I did actually reach out to him, I think the, the same day or maybe the day, day after telling him that I feel like he raped me. Mm-hmm. And he told me that I was being ridiculous. And- What the fuck? Um, that he would never have done that. And like, that I was just like making a mountain out of a- Oh my hill. God. But even if you don't truly believe that that's happened, that's no way to react. If someone had said to you, I think you've fucked me non-consensually, you don't go, you're the one that's wrong. You would, you would yeah. if you were the bigger person, you would literally just go, oh my fucking God, I, I can't believe this. I feel horrible. Please let's talk about this. Like it's like a guilty conscience. Exactly. You wouldn't just immediately deny it. Yeah, and blame you for without it as well. talking about it. Um, but obviously never spoke to him again after that. Um, but he did try and uh, hang out with my best friend again, uh. sending her like creepy messages. Oh man, what creepy. He was also, um, I forgot to mention, quite a lot older than me. So I think I was 22 and he was 33. Oh my God, that's quite a lot older. Yeah. So he should have fucking known better. He should have known better. Jesus Lord. And like he he was a 33 year old man. He was balding. (laughs) (laughs) And he took me back to my parents' house. Just like how creepy is that? I don't know what's worse though. If he had taken you back to his and the same thing had happened or back to yours. Yeah. Like that, like the whole situation is fucked. Yeah. Ew. I know. I hope you've learned better. I hope you've realized your mistakes and you've learned better. Not me, him. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly him. There is, there is, it's never too late to admit to your mistakes and apologize to somebody if you think something yeah. went weird i mean obviously this was before everyone started talking about non-consensual sex people yeah. didn't really even talk about it it was just like if you were raped you were like taken from the street and yeah. like raped really horrifically yeah, yeah. it was like never like rape in your mind yeah never like a friend would rape you yeah. situation and then all those statistics came out that m- most people who are raped are, are people that you know. Yeah. Family, friends, friends. You can be raped by your boyfriend. Y- like You can, yeah, literally raped by your boyfriend, yeah. Like, and that is still rape. Yeah. And girls can rape boys too. And we forget about that all the time. Yeah, and we 100%. also forget male on male rape too. Yeah, it happens a lot. It's awful. Fuck number five. The fuck that made me... I think for me, the thing that, the time that changed the game has to be when I started exploring more of like my fetishes Mm. and my kinks in the bedroom, because I feel like that's just such a life changing thing to happen and like get to know what really turns you on. It's just gonna change your sex life forever. Um, So my, the fuck was, kind of random to be honest <laughs> um so i met this guy from webcamming <laughs> you always say it like from webcamming that's not weird i don't think it's i weird. feel like personally i felt at the time 
I felt like I was doing something quite dangerous, mm-hmm. it is dangerous. which was probably part of the thrill for mm-hmm. me. But so, so is meeting someone off a fucking dating app. True. Yeah. So I did webcam like, I don't know, like five years ago mm-hmm. um, when I was in a shitty job in London that didn't pay me very well. So obviously I needed to earn some money to pay my rent and actually afford to put food on my own plate. Yeah. And we were um, living together and all webcamming together and it was fun. Yeah. So through like living with you and our other flatmate, we were all kind of introduced to webcamming and we started it together. Um, and it was a really fun time. Mm-hmm. I don't regret it one bit. I thought it was really good. It was sexually liberating. It was powerful. And I got some good cash from it. Yeah, cash um, money. So, this, so I met this guy who I met on webcamming who we'd had like, we hadn't even really done webcamming properly together. Like we, he literally sat on cam with me and chatted to me about Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. We just chatted for like two hours, and I think that was like two hundred and thirty quid. Yeah, in, in my pocket. Yeah, nice. Um, and <laughs> then somehow he asked me if I wanted to go on a date, and I was like, "Fuck it, yeah, why not?" <laughs> like, uh-huh. I I think at the time I was just like, "He seems really nice." Like we spoke face to face on webcam, so I saw what he looked like. It's probably um, safer because you're actually, you know, you're you're. FaceTiming, you're Skyping each other. Yeah. You're actually seeing him rather than like talking to some random yeah. picture and, and chatting to some random person. Yeah, and he was going to take me out on like a nice fancy date and I was just mm. like, why not spoil me? Yeah. I think it was part of that kind of webcam lifestyle is that the guys are very like they spoil you they're gonna they're gonna spend money they're already spending money on you so you you know that when they meet you they're gonna spend money on you i think that's probably part of the thrill as well oh yeah yeah it's like that lavish lifestyle so our first date was um going wine tasting Mm -hmm. which i'd never done before so i found that really exciting did you get fucked up um uh yeah we got quite drunk Mm -hmm. we went to a very like a few other places before like we went and then we went ended up going to sketch Oh, Which yes. is obviously well lavish. So fancy. Yeah, and I was just like living my best life, like getting everything paid for. <laughs> Loving it. Um, but anyway, the weekend with that guy that kind of changed everything was he rented out a hotel room for us for a weekend. And he bought one of the bottles of wine that we liked from the wine tasting thing. Very special, but as well as bringing the wine, he bought the sex toys. Yay. Which involved a lot of kinky shit, which was like, I don't know, like ch- chains. Um, restraints? And like restraints, that's mm. what I meant to say. They weren't necessarily just chains. Um, and ball gag and- Whip? Yeah, and a flog and a yeah. whip. Um, and anal beads hey. and- we kind of just like went to town <laughs> and experimented with everything. That was actually the weekend that I first rimmed a guy and never again. <laughs> but that wasn't part of the bit that changed my life. You know what? Never the, again. the most life-changing part about it for me is that I found out that I enjoyed being hit in the face. Yeah. He was like, he was like, do you want me to stop you? And I was like, okay. <laughs> uh, at least you fucking are. That's such a good move. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I really enjoyed that. Like mm. uh, with all these things, I was getting so wet, like uh, the wettest I've 
ever, ever, ever gotten. <laughs> Stopping. So I, I was just like, fuck, this is just like, this is it. This is what really turns me on. And it was the same time as Fifty Shades, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably. Living that fantasy life. Literally living the fantasy. And like part, I, the fucked up part of it is the reason I was enjoying it so much is because I didn't really know who this guy was. And I didn't know if I could trust him. Yet I literally let him take me to a fancy hotel room and bind me up <laughs> in positions that I would not have been able to get out of. This alone. could have been like a Dexter situation, literally. Man, like. <laughs> but he was also I don't I think I have quite a good gut, like when it comes to reading people. And he was actually just like really genuinely nice mm. and he seemed really trustworthy and he was really respectful. The whole time he would always ask before doing anything. There was a lot of communication there. That's a fucking pro, that is. Yeah, he definitely Mm. seemed like a pro. And I think that's why it changed my life because I kind of got an insight into that world from someone that was experienced in it Mm. um, rather than like figuring it out by yourself. Because I don't know if I would ever have really done that by myself it's hard to do like how can you do it by yourself yeah i can go to a fetish club and then that's just as yeah dangerous really without I'm, the communication yeah i'm glad it was with him actually that mm. experimented with that because who knows like doing it with someone else they might have like treated it worse yeah or not known what to do properly or push the boundaries too far yeah you never really know but opening in that opening up that world of like new kinks and fetishes is just incredible like finding that one thing that super turns you on is just like the best thing in the world. Mm. And then when you go into all your other sexual encounters in the future, you can be like, I know I really enjoy this. Please do this to me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, Florence, that was a roller coaster ride of incredible sexual experiences. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking me on that journey with the podcast. Thanks for being so honest and coming on our podcast and... (laughs) You know, like we've been wanting you on here for ages, but... And it was a pleasure, honestly. And we are going to be having you on the podcast <gasps> very soon. Oh my goodness gracious me. Oh my me. God. Shit is going to go down. It's going to get real. And brown. Dirty. <laughs> and squirty. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> but yeah, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you tune into our other podcasts. I actually don't know when my podcast will be out but it'll be soon just keep listening to them obviously forever just keep listening and you'll find it yes and if you haven't already boring boring but you need to subscribe to our youtube channel because we are so close to hitting that one hundred thousand mark yeah and we get like a little award we do we want the award so much so we're bad. super greedy i'm actually just gonna like jizz all over it yeah I'm so ready oh my god and everyone obviously uh you didn't ask me where listeners can find me oh my god florence where can our listeners find you if you do want to look at my personal instagram you can <laughs> it's at florence bar that's b-a-r-k and obviously follow us on instagram at come curious and subscribe to this podcast and leave us a rating and review i was gonna say what if i want to tweet you though like, i want to hit you up on twitter oh on twitter yeah it's florence curious at florence curious oh shit you're gonna be a bit more them. relevant to come curious i changed it yeah <laughs> yeah Love you all. Bye. It's been amazing. Thanks for coming. Love you. Bye. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming.
Hey, podcaster, meet Acast. We're the top independent podcast network for creators in the know. We empower you to develop your podcast idea, find your audience, and grow listener relationships wherever those listeners are. You'll also find a whole range of ways to make money, from membership plans for paying fans to our fully curated and creative advertising experience. Visit acast.com slash network to find out more. Acast, for the stories. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then-unheard-of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.